The over-unders for the football season are out from FanDuel, and I've got the bets I think you need to be making right now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten, your first listen every single weekday for everything you need to know on the Big Ten Conference. Thanks for being one of the everydayers if you are one of the ones to tune in with us every day of the week and get all of your Big Ten info here. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, and this is Locked On Big Ten, your place to go for everything you need to know in the conference, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up later on in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with some of the rumors and expansion in the Big Ten. But first, I want to get to the win totals from FanDuel as we have officially, from our official sports betting partner, their projections for the upcoming Big Ten football season. We're seeing now where FanDuel is putting its money, and when it comes to the money, FanDuel certainly knows its stuff. So let's first, before we get into anything else, get into some of these lines. And then I've got an over to bet, an under to bet, and some other notes on what we know now from FanDuel as they give us a total Big Ten prediction. As at first we had gotten like Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan, but now we know all of the schools. Let's just list the over under here before we get started. I'll go in alphabetical order of Big Ten teams. Illinois at six and a half wins projected over or under. I'll go faster now. Indiana, 3.5. Iowa, 7.5. Maryland, 7.5. Michigan, 10.5. Michigan State, 5.5. Minnesota, 7.5. Nebraska, 6.5. Northwestern, 3.5. Ohio State, 10.5. Penn State, 9.5. Purdue, 5.5. Wisconsin, 8.5. Those are all the over-unders. And when I go up and down the list, the biggest one that stands out to me is the over I think you need to be betting right now. And it's on the Iowa Hawkeyes. The Iowa Hawkeyes are listed at seven and a half wins. Now, Iowa has won at least eight games all the way dating back to the 2014 season, if you don't include the COVID season in which they went six and two. This Iowa team is going into another year in the Big Ten West in which things are going to be wide open once again. And of of course, that, as always, means that Iowa could end up in the middle of the pack or even near the bottom, and we've seen plenty from when Iowa plays to suggest that if a couple of other teams in that Big Ten West get a little bit better, they could be get left behind in the dust. But at the same time, Iowa is the model of consistency in the Big Ten West. And in a year that's again going to be just kind of all over the place on that side of the conference, I'm more confident than the Hawkeyes being able to stay consistent and stay at above 7.5 wins than I am in the idea that some other school is going to come and knock them off the throne. There, first off, just isn't any school in the Big Ten West right now that, at least at this point in the offseason, seems to be a pure candidate to do that. Wisconsin's looking like it could make some moves here in the fall. New head coach, new offensive style, and their win totals at eight and a half games. That's the most in the Big Ten West. But when I look at Iowa, I'm looking at a team that, I mean, you know they're going to get to a bowl game. That's just the way that Iowa plays every single year. And with the way that they play, it's not going to be the prettiest bet to root for. And if you end up saying, I'm not going to 
put myself through the stress of rooting for Iowa football to win games every week. I completely get that. But when I look at the most obvious bet here on either side, over or under here, I think betting Iowa 7.5 is the clearest, safest bet out there. But when you're doing it, you might as well just put the bet in and don't even watch the games. Because you know it's going to get ugly if you have to watch Iowa football every single week. And by the way, if you are a guy who is thinking, okay, I'm looking for an over to bet, but I don't want to bet a team as ugly as the Iowa Hawkeyes, may I interest you in the Minnesota Golden Gophers? Team also right at seven and a half wins. Team also in P.J. Fleck that has shown in recent years that they're going to be able to play with Iowa and Wisconsin pretty consistently year in and year out. So, I mean, if they're able to win a couple of those games that are the ones that Vegas isn't factoring in for, it's an easy over to get to eight wins for P.J. Flex team just because that team's shown the consistency and ability to do it. They're not going to be someone who just lies over. I put them, at least with what they've done recently here and what team they're going to bring to the field again, in the same kind of range as an Iowa in the effect of that team's going to make a bowl game. And when you think you have that kind of confidence in them, Getting yourselves to the two more wins to find them eight wins is just so much easier to do. So I think my safest bet is Iowa over seven and a half. But I understand that's just an ugly bet to put in. So I say if you're looking for that Iowa team that just isn't Iowa, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Seven and a half wins too. I think they're just as likely to hit that over as Iowa is. I've got an under for you to bet as well too. And this is one of the teams that, if you listen to the show, you may be saying, Nate, but this was one of the teams that you listed as a potential disruptor in the Big Ten. And I still believe that. Because the Maryland Terrapins could, without a doubt, on any given Saturday, go out and beat a Michigan or an Ohio State. They, as I mentioned, ran with Michigan last season. However, the consistency has not always been there with this team. And this team won eight games last year and was, in my opinion, just as about as good as that Maryland team is going to be able to get and do in this conference. Maryland right now is at seven and a half wins as well. But when you look at that Maryland schedule, that's one that factors in also a game against Ohio State, a game against Michigan, a game against Penn State too. So when you look at that, you're looking at nine games left to play. And you've got to win eight of them to hit your over. So your question becomes against all the rest of the Big Ten. Do you really think that the Maryland Terrapins are an 8-1 and one team? Not against the Big Ten alone, of course. There's the non-conference schedule in two that will hopefully add three easy wins for them. But when you're looking at the rest of their schedule, do you think that that's a team that's going to be 8-1 and one against the teams that aren't Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State? Because, yeah, maybe they win one of those games and it gets a little bit more of a wiggle room spot for them. But... Even if they do, I don't know if I think of that Maryland team as a team that can be that consistently good to be able to put up that kind of a record and beat that line. I think Maryland's a good team. And I think that they are going to be able to, again, be a bowl game team, get over 500, despite the really tough schedule. But getting itself to eight wins is something that they did last year. And I think they can do again this year. But again, I think that that's the best of the best case scenario for Maryland is getting to about eight wins. And if there's a slip up along the way at any point, then all of a sudden you're under that seven and a half. So Maryland's my under. Good team. 
but a team that just has way, way too many tough challenges coming up ahead of it. If you want to contradict me, you can point to their cross-game schedule. They do have one of the easier ones out there. It is Nebraska, Northwestern, and Illinois that they play over in the West. So there is evidence to suggest that they could go on a little bit of a run, but I'm just having a hard time thinking that Maryland is able to not slip up in all the areas where they would have to to get to that eight. Uh, only other things I have of note uh, that I'm most conflicted on in the moment. Wisconsin at eight and a half wins. We mentioned the line before. Eight and a half is a weird amount there to bet for a team in the West because that's a lot of wins to get to. Not even Purdue, the Big Ten West champions, were at nine wins last season. The only team that got to nine wins were the Minnesota Gophers. So, in another, again, West is supposed to be all over the place. For Wisconsin to get itself to nine wins would mean that, in all likelihood, they would have to win the Big Ten West outright and potentially do it in a way that is a little bit, I think at least, outside the extremes of how much better they are than everybody else in the West. I think the Minnesota, or I think that Wisconsin probably is the most talented team in that division going into the season, at least, again, on paper. We'll see what happens when they get on the field. But even if they are the best team in the West on paper right now, I don't know if you can confidently give them eight and a half wins because it's a confliction for me, at least, of being, I don't know if anybody gets to nine wins or I don't know if you can be confident in any one team getting to nine wins. But at the same time, if there is one team in the West that gets there, and odds are one of them will, I guess I would put my money on Wisconsin. I just don't know where exactly I am on where that puts me at eight and a half wins. But again, that's again why it's my most conflicted bet. Only other note I had, it was weird looking at it off the bat and seeing Nebraska at six and a half with Michigan State at only five and a half on that win total. I, I would bet Nebraska under Michigan State over, but neither of those quite as confident to me as the other teams that we've listed. That's my look at the lines from FanDuel. We'll talk more about them, I'm sure, as the season gets closer and closer, but just officially released from our partners over at the number one sportsbook in America at FanDuel. We're going to talk more about football in the Big Ten here in just a minute as there's more rumors coming out that the Big Ten could be prepping to expand more. What does it mean, if anything? We'll talk about it here in a second on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get to that, though, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever built. you got to try out Built Bar. Built Bars are available online at Built.com, where you'll find that they have everything that you want from a protein bar. You're talking about 17 grams of protein. Without any of the junk, less than 4 net grams of carbs and sugars, and only 130 calories in most of these bars, while also being surrounded by 100% real chocolate, and of course, again, getting you everything that you need to get through the day. Built.com, you can find all of the great bars that they have out there with new flavors coming out all the time. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our new hit flavors, Brownie bar Batter Puff and Churro Puff. It's all available over at Built.com, over at your local Sam's Club, and you can also get them at your local Walmart now, too. It's Built Bar Always growing, been with us here at Locked On for a while, and it's because they're really, really 
good. Head on over to Built.com and see what we're talking about. All right, let's continue to talk football here, as football is, of course, the thing that's moving expansion. And more rumors coming out from the media, sources, saying that the Big Ten could be looking to add Washington and Oregon right away. And I'm not sure exactly what to make of this, and there's two different roads I see myself possibly going down. But before we get to that, I want to at least, of course, get to the official report. This one's from Brett McMurphy, so... If you know college football reporting, you know he's a legit name in here. In an interview with 365 Sports, he said that the Big Ten is, quote, ready for takeoff if things were to go in a way in which they need to add, or they could add, Oregon and Washington in an opportunistic way, it seemed. The official phrasing is that those two schools have been vetted and cleared to join the Big Ten if the Big Ten ends up deciding to go that route. This, again, coming from Brett McMurphy on a podcast interviewed sayings as such, which is, again, in my opinion, something that could go a couple of different ways. Either, A, this is nothing. Uh, This is just the Big Ten saying, for whatever reason, that, yes, we approve of bringing in Washington and Oregon if we decide that we want to. They've been vetted, they've been cleared, we've gone through that process. It's not like they weren't going to be that, right? Like, let's say they go through the process, there's no way there was any sort of anything, really, unless it was something huge, major, that would have made the Big Ten say, eh, no, we don't want those schools anymore. It's been obvious for a pretty long time that the two easiest candidates for the Big Ten to snag next if it wanted to expand more would be these two schools on the West Coast. Washington, Oregon, good football programs, good enough basketball programs, and neighbors to USC and UCLA. This isn't something that's been a secret either, though. So why come out and say that you've vetted and cleared them now when in reality, again, if you step back and look at it, nothing has happened. We're just talking about what people are talking about. And there has not yet been any actually actions made, aside from whatever the vetting and clearing is. But again, if you ask me, I don't know what that even means. It's not like they weren't going to get cleared if they had decided the Big Ten that they wanted to add those schools. That being said, while it could just be a whole lot of nothing again, and just a rumor that starts circulating because this is the biggest story in college sports in the offseason, At the same time, you could look at this as the first thing on the agenda of new commissioner Tony Petiti to try and set a narrative for what the Big Ten's stance on future expansion is right away. Because if you think about it, we've talked before about how the Big Ten schools are not exactly in agreement on future expansion immediately, with some schools saying that they want to see how things get adjusted, but really just more worried about their own personal benefits and what they have to gain from adding more schools. So there's some schools that are for it, some schools that are saying, hey, maybe let's wait a little bit longer. But what everyone in the Big Ten has agreed on, or at least I think should be agreeing on, as it should be pretty obvious, is that if the Pac-12 were to fall through here and not get its media rights deal done, then the Big Ten would have to pretty much jump on the the opportunity and be able to get Washington and Oregon that way. If for whatever reason this Pac-12 deal doesn't get done the way that it was at one time looking like it would, 
then the Big Ten would have to say, hey, okay, we're going to take these two schools right away just because they're going to go somewhere and we want them to come to the Big Ten. That's the one thing that I think would make Big Ten expansion happen no matter what it is that the schools want. The Pac-12 just ending up folding because people go to the Big 12 or, again, the Big Ten. And if you think about it, if that's the message that Tony Petiti wanted the Big Ten to come together on, that's something I think everyone could agree to. And also, when you look at it, that really is all that Brett McMurphy is saying here. They're saying that Washington and Oregon are vetted and cleared, which means that if the day comes that the Big Ten wants to, or let's say has to, act on that opportunity, all the Big Ten is saying is, hey, we are ready for that scenario. No indication on what that scenario exactly is, but they're saying that if the Big Ten decides that we want Oregon and Washington, they're in. We've already vetted and cleared them. We can add them like that if we really, really want to. I snap my fingers for the people not watching on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, by the way. Locked on Big Ten. So I think that it could be one of two things really here. Either A, this is just another rumor that I'm wasting a segment on, to be honest. That is just all talk and something that I've said before is something I don't really want to talk about. Because when you back up and look at it, again, we are just talking about what someone else has been talking about. And there's no real proof that anything has actually happened, even the vetting and clearing. We don't know what that is. So there's always the opportunity that we're just talking to be talking here, which is what a lot of podcasting is. But there's also the opportunity here for this to be the first act of new commissioner Tony Petiti. And when you try and put those puzzle pieces together, it starts to kind of make sense that this would be the message and that this would be the thing at the top of the to-do list for Petiti as he takes over here in just a few days, officially, as the new commissioner of the Big Ten. So, again, it could be nothing, but maybe this is the Big Ten giving us its idea of, hey, this is our official stance right now. We don't know exactly what we want to do next, but if we have to make a move and add Washington and Oregon, we are ready to welcome them in. Let's wrap up the program with a look at everything going on around the Big Ten in news. And we've got some stuff going on in lacrosse and softball to tell you about. Softball championships are coming up this weekend on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be on the Big Ten Network. And if you know Big Ten softball, you know that's going to be exciting to watch. So if you've been missing out on Big Ten sports here ever since basketball ended, an opportunity to watch what's going to be a really, really good game no matter who's in it on Saturday on the diamonds. Also in other news, all sorts of Big Ten end of the season awards being announced. USA Lacrosse Magazine has named 40 Big Ten players to its All-American list. Usually we list out all the names. Not going to put you through that right now. 18 men's players and 22 women's players. Penn State and Maryland leading the way on the men's side with six members each nominated. Northwestern leading the way for the women with eight players on those teams. Also, Michigan State and Northwestern have qualified for the NCAA Finals in women's golf as a team. And also the Minnesota Gophers as an individual qualified freshman Isabella McCauley. So congratulations to all of them. 
Iowa and Penn State will play in the first National Golf Invitational in Arizona, a new postseason tournament for golfers. And also five Big Ten players were taken in the Premier Lacrosse League draft this week, led off by Maryland's Brett McCarr, the number three overall pick to the Atlas. He was joined by John Hopkins players Alex Mazzone and Kyle Long and Michigan's Nick Rowlett as being taken in that draft as well. Congratulations to all the newest pro lacrosse players. Congratulations to all of the golfers being honored by Big Ten honors and national honors for lacrosse players too. We'll get into everything that you need to know about what's going on in the Big Ten as we always do here next time when we talk to you. Until then, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. On YouTube and on Twitter too, it's at LockedOnBigTen, one zero at the end, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. We'll talk to you next time here on Locked On.